Hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome to the Eras and Errors of Parenthood podcast, the ultimate destination for navigating the incredible journey of parenthood. I'm Christina Aramanak. And I'm Carrie Adams. We're your friendly play therapist and your guide on this adventure through the heart and humor of family life. This podcast about navigating parenthood, embracing the eras, and in learning from the errors, a playful journey with two play therapists. Brought to you by Love Play Grow, our play therapy and professional counseling boutique located in the heart of New Jersey. In this podcast, we're diving deep into the stories that shape parenthood, the eras and the inevitable errors that become the words that families need and might not find elsewhere. The one where we talk about letting your child feel it. Hey, Christina, we're back. We're back. Talking about something interesting today. I love today's topic. Me too. Me too. The one where we talk about letting your child feel it. What does that even mean? This is such an important topic because for a number of reasons, I think one thing that you and I have and this is this is what we've talked about before right is you and I have perspective we've worked with hundreds of families we've walked many parents through all the different developmental stages right this skill is vital for every single age every single stage and I'm saying not just for child development for human development because fact we never stop growing no. and changing. The no. brain is always growing. It's actually like one of the most interesting organs we have. I, we've only scratched the surface on what we really know, but the idea that the brain grows up until a certain point through childhood, and then all of a sudden you magically become an adult and your brain is set has been That myth has been busted. Yeah. It's untrue. The term is called neuroplasticity. And what it means is that the brain is always capable of change. It's why adults can change their own behaviors. Correct. It's never too late. Oh, no. And this skill that we're talking about today is so vital across the human lifespan because it really bleeds into so many things. We're talking about how it is not your job to fix your child's feelings. You've got to let them feel it. You've got to move out of the way. And that is so hard for parents because why would we want to see our child upset? Why would we want to see our child hurt? Why would we want to see our child have any negative feeling? It is so uncomfortable when our child is upset. Yes. It feels like it's our job to make it stop. But it's not. In fact, what we do inadvertently when we make it stop is we don't allow this skill set of distress tolerance to really grow and develop that icky word distress tolerance what is it that's a great question 
distress tolerance is the idea that we are just unbothered by difficult feelings. Oh, I think that's where I want to like debunk this, right? Because unbothered by difficult feelings is, I mean, that's non-existent. Right. Well, yeah, it's, you're not really unbothered, but you can, you can manage Mm. more than you think. Yes. And I think this right across the board for all of us is we forget how we can manage more than we think. Think about it. Humans have survived (laughs) and gotten through. I mean, modern day living is not easy, but it's like functionally easier than back when we were like cavemen. We were like battling saber toothed tigers, (laughs) the whole bit, like my God. And we survived. We did. You have survived every horrible thing that has ever happened to you and kids can survive uncomfortable feelings when you talk about distress tolerance what you're really talking about is really building in that idea of trust trust that you're going to be okay trust that you can do trust that you can manage trust that it might not look the way that you expected it to but that it's going to work out goes back to radically accepting, right? You just said it. It might not look how you expected it to. Mm -hmm. And trusting that it's going to be okay Mm -hmm. is actually the opposite feeling and thought process that you would have when you're in it. Right. One of the first things that tends to happen for people is this thought of, I can't do this. Oh my goodness. I... I was a swimmer growing up and I think, right, swimmers are like one with their thoughts at the blank bottom of the pool. And I had that thought, I don't, I think thousands of times, like I'm going to die and I'm not going to get through this. (laughs) But guess what? I lived to tell the story. I got through it. You got through it. Yep. And for kids, it's helping them to understand They can get through it without fixing it. So let's break this down. How does letting our kid, letting our child feel their feelings build this skill? Mm. It helps them to start to regulate their own feelings Mm -hmm. and notice for them how they are feeling in moments that feel uncomfortable. Right. It creates a catalog of history, right? Yep. That they can reflect on, like, I've gotten through so much. I've done so much more than I ever thought I was capable of. It's really creates an overwhelming system of proof that you can, which directly goes against this idea that I can't. And when mom and dad stay out of the way of that and support that cataloging, it allows for emotional growth to happen. Right. We're not owners of anyone else's feelings but our own. Mm. It's pretty big. I often talk 
with kids about this idea of a bubble that everyone has this like magical bubble around them and the only thing that stays in this bubble are your own feelings other people's feelings can't enter your bubble and you can't put your feelings in other people's bubbles oh my goodness because you just brought up a great point that when we create a, a responsibility that's not really ours, right? That creates some angst too. You're upset about something. I need to, I need to help. I need to get rid of that upset for you. I'm entering your bubble because mm-hmm. actually you're allowed to be upset. Right. That's your job to work through that upset. And I think this speaks to true across every developmental stage, right? Looks different for a toddler than it does for a teenager. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes teenagers, when mom and dad are trying to fix their problems, mm-hmm. they get back in return. You don't understand anything that I'm saying. You don't understand. Right. Because the responsibility is not on mom and dad. It's on your teenager to feel that feeling. And your job is to support be along for the ride, Mm -hmm. hold their hand through it and be that constant reminder. I believe in you. I know you can do this. So the message today is you're a passenger Mm -hmm. in your child's feelings this week. (laughs) The car of feelings, you're not driving, you're not giving directions, you're being a supportive silent passenger. No backseat drivers. No backseat drivers here to feelings. <laughs> we are noticing and reflecting and just being. Just be. Thanks so much, Christina. See you, care. Thank you for joining us on this adventure through the eras and errors of parenthood. If you want to learn more parenting insights, be a part of our community and have some exclusive content head over to our website at loveplaygrownj.com don't forget to subscribe and we'll catch you there for more playful moments and valuable resources until next time happy parenting